everybody. I'm Hannah Pollock, a sophomore exercise science major at Kent State University. I'm Zachary. I'm a junior majoring in political communication at George Washington University. And today we're going to be talking about mental health, sexual health, and fitness. Is being fit at college more of a dream or a reality? And are you in the right mindset for school? We're going to talk about the answers to these questions and more in this episode. Welcome to Middle Ground. Well, it's obvious the reason we wanted to record a podcast on staying healthy at school during a global pandemic, um, as so many people across the world are dealing with how to deal with an infectious disease, health is definitely the priority and public health authorities are definitely our priority for sure as college mm-hmm. students, not even knowing what it's going to be like when we go back to school <laughs> in the fall, which is a whole other topic. Right. But I, we do think, I definitely do think there's a misconception that college students, in order to have fun, they have to be um, unhealthy. You know, They have to mm-hmm. be drinking all the time, they have to be taking drugs all the time, they have to be... Um, it's a different of, environment. Almost. Exactly. They become mentally right. unstable. They aren't fit. They create a freshman 15, like all these different conceptions. And I think you can be really, you can be healthy, manageably healthy and have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is not portrayed as much in the media. Um, so I would definitely say my number one tip for all college students in terms of the area of mental health mm-hmm. would be counseling services. Right. And I know not all schools have a great counseling services right. department um, or whatever they call it, psychological services, the mental health center. Mm-hmm. Um, but almost all major universities and colleges have one. Yes. And sometimes there are – usually there's more than one therapist that they have at the mm-hmm. school. And sometimes I know a lot of people who will go to like the therapist, like the mental health center at my school, and they feel like it's not enough. And oh, I definitely agree with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They definitely feel like they're like it's not as good of a system. But the issue is that real therapy, that's good therapists, oftentimes are quite expensive. Yes. And we don't have that money to really be charging it. And <laughs> On if a you college do, budget. Exactly. Yeah. If you do use it, please. But a lot of also, times, a lot of people's, their parents don't want them to get therapy right. or they wouldn't support that. So it's like they have to find it on their own. Right. But I would always say go to counseling services. Bring your friend to counseling services. Go with your friend to counseling services. Go to mental health centers and try it there. And if it doesn't work, then try to find go a solution. Somewhere. Right. Yeah. Go to find a solution. Find another therapist. Um, ask them if they have a person they can refer you to mm-hmm. for cheap. Um, Other resources even. Exactly. It's always right. worth it. Right. Um, and going along those lines, opening up to friends, if you're going to go to these appointments and whatever with your friends, make sure that you have a balanced relationship with each other and it's not one-sided, um, like meaning you're sharing all your problems and they don't get to totally, react or yeah. t- tell their side of the story almost. Um there's a lot of people like that who find their friends at college and they're great service friends. Right. But you need to have friends. You can have service friends, but you also need to have friends who you can dig in deep with, you know? Right. Other than your roommate because you're living with one another. Yes, because if you're sharing your mental health struggles with your roommate all the time, you're going to sort of get stuck in that abyss almost mm-hmm. of like your room, especially if you don't leave right. your room that much. Right. Um, and so especially going now back to, in August, you're going to be stuck there for yes, hours exactly. and hours. So making sure that you have other friends to support you outside of your room is inside of your roommates. And I also right. think that like having those connections from people at home too are important because right. who knows what happens at home. And like, it's very difficult for a lot of times for college students to understand traumatic things that can happen at home. Like I know mm-hmm. people who um, have had different tragedies that have happened at home or different scandals that have happened in their hometowns. And it's like, we can't understand it because we're not from there. Right. So making sure that you're keeping those connections with your high school friends, just even for that mm-hmm. purpose alone, you know, mm-hmm. it's and even it. if you haven't talked with each other in months, making sure to reach out every whenever you can just to have a small conversation and that keeps you mentally healthy on its own it's good to have the connection to your home and to here even if you 
don't plan to live in your home ever again, you right. know? Um, it's so having those one-on-one connections. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And at the same time as what we're talking about, you should also always know that, like, your friend isn't your therapist. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, there's a yeah. line because unless you have a degree in therapy, you can't approach, you know, you can't approach right. it the best way. Right. So we're not saying go to your friend for everything, but if you need a small five-minute talk, go for it. Yes. And if you have a therapist or if you're just looking for one, make sure you're getting your friends to get one, too. Right. Um, because it's a lot of things. It's a thing that a lot of colleges talk about but will never actually do. Right. Um, it's the action of actually doing it. Exactly. And it's yeah. like you have to go talk to someone about these things. And, like, they think, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I feel okay. It's like, it's okay. It it's be- okay not to feel okay. Yes, exactly. And I know that's, like, the general concept of everybody doing their lives. But it's absolutely true. And it's the theme of colleges to, like, when they're sad, go call their parents or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, yes, your parents are really good resources in all of this. Right. But building those friendships and, like I said, those mental health resources are, like, mm-hmm. number one, you know? Right. Because campus, if you're on campus, living on campus, campus becomes your home in some shape or form or, like, something along those lines. So finding those resources and those friends who accept you for – all of your yeah. craziness, for lack of better term, yeah. is a big thing. In a genuine way. Right. I definitely think that the interesting thing is that – sorry. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people, we – like. it's hard to explain this, but I think that a lot of people have stigma in their home life about right. mental health. Mm-hmm. So their parents and their grandparents mm-hmm. might not believe in therapy. They might not believe in mental health as a concept, <laughs> um, which seems – sort of crazy to me because my parents always support that but i know a lot of people who don't culturally right. or just because of their age or because of where they religiously. live religiously yes yeah. religiously is a huge element of it and it's like even if your parents don't support it you should always pursue it and right it sounds crazy to be like betraying your parents but you're not betraying them no if you're going to go into a free therapist or if you're paying for your therapist right in separate space it's such a healthy mature thing to do in my opinion you know mm-hmm. i mean i don't know if you make, agree but i feel like it's I do. pretty mature to make sure that you feel safe you know like you're not just doing it for everybody around you you're doing it for yourself to better yourself in yes. some way shape or form even if it doesn't help right away it will build like resources in your head to make sure that you are better for the future and it's okay to have, like, explosions almost, which I know right. sounds crazy, but, like, like, people have panic attacks all the time, mm-hmm. and I know it's, you shouldn't be having them, you know, in a lot of all public the spaces all but, the time, because right. then it's a problem, but to have one or two, it's totally okay, like, to have a freak out, because yeah. you can explode, a lot of things, there's a lot of pressures on you, a lot of different mm-hmm. things are happening, and it's okay to just, you know, explode with all your feelings, <laughs> and then pick them off the floor almost, you know? It's a puzzle is is basically what we're trying to say. It really is. If you have one piece missing, it's okay for about a day. And then you might go crazy a little bit, but then you (laughs) find the piece. And so it's all good. And going crazy is okay because you're now becoming an adult, which is Mm -hmm. weird because in high school, that's a weird concept. Yeah. (laughs) You might not have been like a full adult now, but like you are. So, Mm -hmm. and it also fits into like academics and professional life. Like you can't overwhelm yourself for sure. Right. And especially in classes. I think we've hit it a couple of times. But having those mental breakdowns is okay. <laughs> like, it's not the end of the world, even though it might seem during that five-minute time period of having a breakdown, it feels like the end of the world. It's definitely not. And so did you, definitely bouncing back is a good thing. Yeah. Did you have any experiences where you were, like, felt like you almost, like, almost overwhelmed yourself or did overwhelm yourself with, like, oh, classes or work or something like that? Absolutely. And resulted in, like, I mean, this is not just, like, stress. This is mental health problems. This is mental you know? health problems of handling every single class out of, I think five or six you usually take per semester. And so balancing all of the homework, all of the tests, all of the quizzes, like all of it definitely puts pressure on everybody. Not saying that 
I mean, pressure individually affects everybody differently, but having a roommate and having all of these friends and them not worrying as much or me super worrying it. And then you have this breakdown and then nobody thinks that like, this is a big deal, but in your head, it's like bigger than anything that you have tackled in high school. Yeah. And you even talked about like having like, we can, I think like weekly check-ins with your friends and you have like a weekly thing right. you would do. And in that way, I, I found so much balance in that during college, whether it's in the summers or during the actual school year, having mm-hmm. weekly things that I would do. Like I knew my right. class schedule. I knew I could go see my friend for coffee here. I could go get lunch right. with my friend here. I could get dinner with my friend here. Like it was all set in schedule so that I could check in with them. They could check in with me. Mm-hmm. And having that free time. Yes. Because it's not all school all the time. As much as everybody would like to think, you can go to like a basketball game or to you a hockey be. game or yeah. whatever or a concert if that's your thing and be okay for the next day. Like and let if- you have, let you let yourself have some freedom and then go. Exactly. And if you're studying all the time, like sometimes people will be like, well, I want to, but I'm studying all the time. <laughs> right. And it's like totally understandable, but there actually are hours in the day. Yes. Sleep and, you know, your mental health should always come before academics, which I know is something like <laughs> will definitely be detested by everyone, but we're just speaking to two people who are successful academically and professionally somewhat. Mm-hmm. At least. Somewhat. At least for <laughs> now. Um, and in, the, in times, I would imagine, have right. sometimes put their sleep and their mental health <laughs> over their academic success. Yes. Not that we've failed classes because of it but no definitely shutting down homework before whenever to be able to have my eight hours of sleep or whatever it is or more than four hours of sleep let's put it that way yes oh my god and the sleep paradox at college is its own (laughs) thing because this last semester i slept like an average of maybe five hours it was crazy like i was not sleeping at all and you start to see the effects like Mm -hmm. in high school if you were sleeping that much your parents might be like hey like, what's, what's up? up? But in college, <laughs> you're going to check in on you except for your roommate or your friends. And if you're not right. friends with your roommate, then they're not going to tell you this is a problem here. Right. And then it could get into a dangerous cycle. So you, that's why, like we said, we need to have friends who check in on mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think after this break, we're going to talk about a few more things. So right now we're going to talk about sexual health and how that relates to being on campus in a dorm with certain people on floors um, and having those resources on the floors. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things is that when you go to school, uh, you know, the first time a lot of people have had sexual activities or been actually just regularly sexually active. People are you know, good in getting relationships and there's a freedom. You're no longer in your parents' house. Like it's, there's a lot that comes with that. But mm-hmm. the, and that's how, and it's great and it's good and it shouldn't be vilified, but also at the same time, you have to make sure that you're being healthy. Right. So, um, don't be afraid to ask for resources if you don't know, or if you need to go to, um, somebody of who has a background in sexual help and stuff like that. Don't be afraid to ask somebody either on your floor or in a class or somebody who knows somebody, like there's always somebody who knows somebody on campus and that's a lot of somebody's to know but (laughs) it's good to have at least one person on campus to have your back in these types of situations because they do get scary and scary fast it's insane amount of people i wouldn't think i would be talking to people about pregnancy scares or stds but you people a lot of people that you know there's it's framed in the media as if like only people who 
you know, slack off on their grades and drink right. all the time. Have that. No, everyone has these sort of things. These things happen. Um, so you really have to make sure that you're prioritizing, obviously, condoms and contraceptives and making sure that you're not. And consensual uh, you know. and. Yes. Well, that's all. Well, you know, this is the whole other topic is <laughs> sexual assault is rampant on college campuses right. these days. And well, it has been forever, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it's more well, in the media now. I yes, would say. exactly. And I think that you know, most people, a lot of people know someone who's been sexually assaulted or right. has been a victim of sexual violence and a survivor. And I think that it's, it's a lot for people. Like we said, obviously going to mental health resources, but at the same time, make sure that you're prioritizing consent and make sure that you are um, a, a, like, awake and alert for a lot, any sexual experience that you're going into. Mm-hmm. And also that you're going out with friends. Like right. that's one of the biggest that's, things. Yeah. Make sure that you have friends with you to make sure that you don't make these decisions because people say, oh, I won't, but then they do, you know. By accident, just because of what they're exactly. trying to do that day. Um, which includes drugging and hazing and all of those things under the influence um, and making sure that you you personally stay safe as as well as keeping your friends safe. And so that includes if you're having alcohol um, on campus or off campus and making sure that you serve your own drinks and not rely on somebody else to um, make your own drink and possibly put something in it that could lead to other yes, you keep violences and negatives. Yes. And I think of my friend, I remember her texting me, you know, and she doesn't go to my school, but she was texting me and she was like saying, like, she was like, I feel weird. I feel weird after, you know, she's throwing up after alcohol. It's like, well, that's sort of normal. Mm-hmm. But then I we realized it was not normal at a certain right. point. And she realized she had been drugged and she's, you know, a person who's really on top of everything. And it's like, even though if you think you might be really on top of your drink, you can look away for a second that someone can drug it. And a it's literal second. You would never know. You wouldn't know, especially at frat parties or, you know, those sort of. Uh, places or at bars, you know, mm-hmm. these things happen all the time. So you have to make sure you're like, bring your drink into the bathroom, bring your drink wherever <laughs> it is, like staring at your drink. Or getting no a one... new cup overall. Yes. Like nobody hates on that. If you need to throw I'm... away your drink, I mean, it might seem wasteful in the moment, but you're saving just yourself. Just in case yeah. you never know. You really never know. Right. Right. And so on my campus, we actually have something um, that one, the RAs give, I think usually <laughs> condoms in the bathroom depending on the floor i think all floors actually though yeah, it's the a more really i think about thing. it yeah. yeah and so one time i think my ra put some some condoms out in the bathroom and the last year i lived on an all-girls floor and so they were gone in a couple minutes as far as i know and so as as if you don't think about it being consensual and having protection and stuff like that it might hit you in the long run and so i know just to it, know your limit and you might be like oh i don't need condoms whatever right. it's like i don't have a boyfriend i don't have a whatever i don't have a girlfriend i don't have what and you start to realize like you might need it in some circumstances you just never know randomly. what happens yeah exactly. you might need to give it to your friend you might need it like keep it in your back pocket is what we're trying exactly. to say not like, literally but yes and if your already doesn't have isn't giving them to you go buy them they're not that right. expensive you know you can make it happen um and making sure that you're having those things because you know it's no longer high school where it's just like someone might have it like you have to have these things on you because just you in just, case yes. for emergencies and there's a large conception I, I can speak as someone in the gay community about like this whole idea of like well we don't need it because you know we are not gonna get pregnant and then, yes gay people we're not gonna get pregnant you know if you're in that community and you're in a sexual activity that's not you know with a man and a woman it's very likely mm-hmm. you're not gonna get pregnant but STDs are a huge thing, um, and I mean, they are grow on college campuses because mm-hmm. people just don't know. They're random right. hookups, and like a random hookup mm-hmm. is fun, but making sure that you're using condoms, you're using contraception, you're using these things to make sure that you're safe, healthy, and protected, and you're asking people these questions of like mm, beforehand too. Yes, not 
during. Because you never want to be, you know, find out you have an STD right. from some random you person you'll never stuck. see again in your right. life, you know. Absolutely. Um, and make sure they're open about that because it's like, that wouldn't happen to me. No, I'm a straight A student, but it happens it to everyone. It happens to everybody. The more, the more you know. Exactly, <laughs> really. exactly. Um, and also, I mean, a big element we're going to talk about is, you know, physical health and fitness, right. which is different from sexual health, but very important on college campuses mm-hmm. and sort of how we can help avoid that, you know, that freshman 15. <laughs> right. So definitely going to go find your local rec. If it's on campus, great. Or your local gym, um, a little bit off campus. I know some places have different um, possibilities for students and stuff like that. But definitely going to go look because if you go, you'll find your levels of serotonin and all that fun stuff during school will definitely benefit from going to the gym, even if you don't do a lot. Like, and I just free. walked, yeah, I just walked around the track for a couple hours, and so I was good for the day. Yeah, exactly. Just some sort of activity in yourself. Right. And if you aren't going to use a gym, or if you don't have access to a gym, or you just don't like it as much, making sure that you're finding this activity that's outside of the gym. So mm-hmm. what that means, running, or walking, or Even around cycling, campus. biking. Right. There are all these opportunities to do these sort of things. Um, you know, joining a club sport, which is an option that a lot of mm-hmm. people don't consider. Right. Um, which is really a good thing. And I think what we're talking about is a lot of athletes, like people like, you know, you did, right. you were very serious about a sport in high school and then you right. go to college and you're not doing the sport. And it's like so easy to keep your same eating habits. But, but not realize, this, exactly. Yes, not realize the, um, the consequences. consequences. Yeah. yeah. And so. that's where the freshman 15 comes into me, I feel like. It's not yeah. in people eating not so knowing. much. Right. Exactly. It's that people are eating in these new ways and they're not really being active, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, yes, but walking a lot around campus. Yes. Right. That's not enough, though, you know. No, I definitely walk two miles depending on the day around campus, but food definitely takes the high road for this rather than walking and stuff like that. But to bring it full circle, also not mentally eating, if that makes sense, not feeling bored or yeah, eating yeah. while feeling bored or eating while you're studying. I guess you could eat while you're studying, but knowing that you're not going to eat the whole bag of skinny pop popcorn like because as no you be go. Able to stop you, right. you know. Right. Or share it with the four people that you're studying with or whatever it may be. Just limit. And this is kind of hypocritical just because... Because I do it all the time. Right. Too. <laughs> it's not a non-normal thing to think about. But to know those tips and tricks of eating one thing rather than two things of ice cream or whatever it may be and drinking a lot of water because yes. people in college we don't drink a lot of water we drink a lot of other substances <laughs> no. that are not water right. you know coffee alcohol all these different coffee's things. a big one yes coffee and it's out on its own and i think people forget to drink water and it can sort of fill you up a lot yeah but at the same time like we're saying don't snack too much you have to make sure that you're also eating enough the right amount yes you don't have to eat three meals a day but you should eat the equivalent of that right it is therefore a reason you should feel here's the thing you should feel comfortable eating yes if that makes sense don't overeat but don't undereat, and make sure that you're feeling good and not unbalanced throughout the day or feeling like you're mentally dragging and so and making I, sure that everything flows correctly yeah i had a firsthand experience with this last like you know this past year where i think i wasn't really eating as much because i was so busy mm-hmm. and it was like the business of everything and i right. would just not eat three meals a day i would eat more like two and then i started eating more like one and it's like at that point i was like why am i tired all the time it's like right. you're losing that energy and yes you might be getting skinnier which is like yes it's a good thing in general <laughs> but you need nutrients right. so it's like Yes, substitute it with a healthier thing that you're eating, but don't get rid of it altogether. Right. People really, you know, miss out on. Yeah, definitely finding that balance between um, 
mental health and sexual health and fitness and doing schoolwork on top of all of this. It just seems <laughs> tough. But it seems tough. It's balanceable. That's exactly. You You'll build figure it out into way. your schedule too. Because right. it's not like like I rarely would be like, hmm, I have an hour free. I'm going to go to the gym. No. Like if I have an hour free, I'm going to go call my friend or go to some, right. you know, I'm not going to do that. Or I'm going to go study, you know. Yeah, for sure. But um, making sure that these three things in general kind of take top levels and making sure that you're checking in on yourself and making sure that you're feeling okay physically so that you can perform better in the classroom or with friends or on a social program or whatever it may be. And if you're a parent, you're listening to this, you might be thinking, oh, this is all extra. Actually, these are probably the most important things to your to your kid's academic career at school, at mm-hmm. college, because they help prepare your college, your college kid to like succeed. And be because, an adult outside exactly, of college. Because if you miss out on one of these three things, you know, if you, just something happens with an STD or something sexually that messes that all up, or mentally, if you're in a bad mental position, or physical health. Like, if right. I'm not feeling active, I'm usually not doing as well. Which right. I know it sounds weird, but it's true, you know? Productivity is definitely tied to all of the th- these three things, even if you don't think about it. It's definitely tied in. Yeah. And I think that like it's – this is the hardest thing about maturity, honestly, is Mm -hmm. how do we build these things into our lives? Like how do we prioritize ourselves in a way that's not just trivial, you know? Right. Not just like I'm going to think about myself. Like actually make sure you're booking a therapist appointment every two weeks or something. Or going to the gym every third day because that's when your classes allow. Or filling up your schedule doing things that you enjoy doing. Yeah, and sometimes it might seem like a chore at the beginning. It's like, oh, well, I don't want to have to go to this therapy appointment. I don't want to have to go to the gym. But it's like, you're going to feel so much good after, better after, you know? Yeah. And you're responsible for yourself now, which I know sounds (laughs) tough, but it's like, we got to do it. Yeah, for sure. That responsibility definitely kicks in around second semester if you're a freshman. And so, yeah, it it definitely hits hard and hits close to home. But definitely keeping in track of these three things and making sure, again, that you're checking in on yourself and checking in on others um, and keeping that balance, that somewhat balance that is good. Well, we could talk about this for days. <laughs> days and And there's hours. so much more to talk about with all of this that we might be talking about in future episodes. You know, nutrition, right. how to eat healthfully, you know, the whole idea of the freshman 15 and unpacking that more. Mm-hmm. Um, how to make sure that you're balancing consent in every occasion. All these different things we could talk about. Right. Um, but we just wanted to sort of go over with you all. Sort <laughs> an of an overview. Yeah, an overview. <laughs> and some things we learned. And we have so much more to learn, you right. know. Um, right. Some things that we're learning, if you're either a parent of a college student or know a college student or are a college student, um, some, things you, some tools you can use to stay healthy at school. Right. And now we're going to include, or you guys can send in now some messages or questions that you guys have um, and that you would like to hear either on a future episode or in a one-on-one meeting or whatever it may be. Anything. I, whether it's, you know, our personal history with all these three things, we'd be lo- happy to go in-depth right. on them or any tips you might have or questions for more <laughs> tips that we have. We are happy to answer any question, whether it be on the podcast or in any other format, because that's the point of all of this. So we hope you enjoyed our podcast um, today. Make sure to listen to all of our other episodes. And um, next week we will be talking about summer employment um, and that all of that means. Uh, and... We hope you enjoyed.